0: Welcome back to another episode of Bat Force Radio, a Batman slash DC podcast with no limits. Tonight I got Robo Rich from the burning bonfires of Detroit. Yeah. (laughs) I got Arkham Asylum LPC from Chris Christie Land, Dirty Jersey. Jesus, dude. (laughs) <laughs> I got the birthday boy in the building, Robin Cross, up in Canada. Hey. And we got Grandpa Batman from Texas, boy. Rigs. Grandpa Batman's right now about to take us into his recap of Mondo Cons.
2: October 22nd, I had the privilege of being a guest of uh, Mondo at their third annual Mondo Con in Austin, Texas. Um, if anyone is familiar with Mondo, I mean, they're this great a uh, little company based out of Austin, Texas that they first um, just started putting out like movie promotional posters. Um, they would hire artists to, uh, you know, put out these real elaborate pop culture posters like uh, for classic movies or any of the movies that have come out recently. And um, you know, they only put out like a limited press and so they're very hard to find, but they're also um, you know quite the collector's item. so they 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 put together this convention for the last I guess three years, where you know a lot of the new art for the posters is available. and then they've also invite like some of the artists that they work with to come in and and put up displays and booths and meet the uh, you know fans and stuff like that. So um, Tom had made a connection out in Los Angeles with the uh, creative director Brock Otterbacher for this MondoCon in Austin, Texas. So uh, I was able to go down, sit through some of the panels um, that they had. They had the first panel was the toy of uh, the art of toy making, and then the uh, second panel was the art of Jock, who is you know the much celebrated. Artist that um has worked on like judge Dredd, the losers green arrow year one batman detective comics um he also has worked in numerous films that include uh, what well, he, he did dread he did losers he did ex machina pan's labyrinth and now he's working uh, some design work for the new star wars episode eight so
3: it's okay uh, to say that now right yeah it's public now
2: it's public now
3: yeah
2: cool well he he just couldn't say what exactly he's working on but it's so pretty it's so cool that um you know he's actually designing some of like the looks for certain characters um that you'll see in the films like especially um well he, he also just put out this book, you know, The Art of Jock. And um, at MondoCon, they had a, a deluxe copy of it that came in this beautiful hardcover case that included, you know, some additional prints. Um, and he also put like five golden tickets inside some of the books. And if you bought a book that had the golden ticket, you could take it to his booth and he'd give you. Some actual original art that he drew just for the MonoCon. So I was really hoping that I got one of those golden tickets because he had like several Daredevil and several Batman. I mean, just amazing stuff. So, anyway, so got our, our very own Charlie Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa Batman yeah. in the chocolate factory. <laughs> well, it was, it was funny because now that it's over, I can tell this story. So I, I go down there and a buddy of mine, um, Levi Cooper, he and his wife, Lauren, met me down there, and we uh, we went to the Mondo shop to uh, to get the book. And they buy their book, and I pay for my book. And the guy brings it up and opens it, and there wasn't a ticket there. And I was like, oh, man. And then Damn it, Grandpa uh, Joe. I, was like, I was like, gosh darn it. <laughs> 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 and then He closed the book. And I was like, "Nope, I see a smudge on there. This one's smudged. I, I need a new book because this one's got a smudge." I mean, the guy actually looked at the the uh, spine of the book, and there was like kind of like this little. It looked like uh, you know how you peel off a price sticker off of like I don't know a book or whatever. There was like this little smudgy sticker on there, and he was like, "I'll get you a new one." So he went and got a new one. And uh, I let Jock open it to see if I had won the ticket or not, but it didn't. Oh well. And anyway, so we go down there, uh, and I get you know, it's a it's it it's a nice convention because it's not too large. They actually hold it. Um, it's almost like um, kind of in a movie theater type place because um, they also do screenings at night for like. Uh, movies they were showing um um what is enter the dragon jock had done an exclusive uh poster for enter the dragon and what's interesting about that is that you know bruce lee's image is owned by the family and you have to get a license only through the family to create anything uh with his image that includes you know those figure arts action figures this poster and stuff like that so they had he had to draw the poster and then send it off to bruce lee's daughter to get approval and um she loved it and gave him the approval so everyone that i I don't know how much the price was for the screening i think 70 75 bucks but everyone that paid for that screening got that poster and those are the only people that get that poster Um, yeah, so I go there, I show up, um, I get my little press, uh, pass and, um, I'm walking around looking at all the, all the amazing art. Um, and then it's time for the first panel. So I, I go in, I sit down and it's a panel that included Brock and it also included, um, Matt Taylor. Who uh, he, he's the designer artist that um, made that Harley Quinn statue that's coming out. Nice and guy. then also um, Francisco Francavilla was in, in on the panel because, you know, Mondo's coming out with the Red Rain statue. So that's based on his art. And uh, it was pretty neat to listen to those guys talk about, you know, from concept to finished product. Um, how they do things you know how they take a 2d image just drawn on on a poster and then design that into a 3d statue um one of the things that matt taylor was talking about was that you know with like a lot of uh female statues and action figures and collectibles and stuff i mean they make they make the uh, you know kind of the bust area of the of the of the ladies you know a little bit guy friendly gazy you know and kind of go a little overboard with it and he was saying how he noticed at this convention that he was at in uh, I believe London that a lot of the people that bought Harley stuff from him were actually young girls and or kids so. He knew going into this project that he didn't want to make this statue, you know, so, I guess, sexualized in a way. And, uh, you know, he sent the first initial just like raw uh, form design to Mondo. And they they agreed that, yeah, that looks right. That looks right. But what can we do to, you know, kind of tame it down a little bit? And um, he said that his wife actually mentioned that to him, too, because she works in fashion. And she said that this isn't how clothes work. You know, an outfit like that is not going to be where it looks like it's just spray painted on. So she kind of helped him design, you know, the suit look. So now when you see the finished product, which we showed on on the Instagram and Twitter, um, you can see that. You know, it's Harley Quinn. She's she's an adult woman. She's posed, you know, like she's sitting down, listening to a record player. But it looks like a natural way of her clothes working, and you wouldn't have any problem, you know, displaying this piece, you know, in your house if you have small children or you know anything like that. And um, they got the image that they wanted, the point across, but they also found a way to make it work for everyone so it, it came out really good um i think that one's gonna sell out quick so as soon as that uh oh yeah it's pre- um, oh
0: some <sighs> of you about to talk about that button ain't you boy that yeah boy but, you, oh, man. as soon as that pre-orders oh, up you better hit that button hit that motherfucker <laughs> Who's who's grabbing? Anyone? <laughs> is anybody grabbing that Amanda Harley Quinn statue? Curve. Uh,
3: I know you sniffed Curve. Kidding? I'm. 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 I'm probably going to get. It. I'm yeah. doing the Francovia one too. So.
0: Oh, Dude,
3: they got curve
0: for two, and they got they got fucking Robo Rich. Oh, I, I can't. Oh, I can't two say percent. it. Well, I almost said it, but can't say it. Go on. My bad. Go there again. we go. <laughs> <laughs> the mouth
2: of the South. <laughs> do, do,
0: do, do. Gramps, and, you, you 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 saw the statue in person over there, right? Did see the statue in person. How, how does it look, man? Like, how's the paint application and everything?
2: Oh, the paint, dude. The paint is amazing. I mean, okay, listen to this story. Because they asked about, you know, the paint application. And he was talking about how the, the workers, you know, because they do a lot of the painting. Well, actually, they, they do all the painting for these things over in China. And he says it's amazing to watch these people paint because they're so talented. They don't just sit there with, like, you know, how a normal person holds a paintbrush and, and goes over it, you know, just like they're holding a pencil or a paintbrush one one brush at a time. No, they're, they're sitting in front of these things with both of their hands. They have a paintbrush of a different color in between each finger. So they'll have like three or four paintbrushes on each hand. And he said they are fucking moving fast to get that paint put down. But then, you know, they'll go in and do all the little details you know with like they have specialists that do all the details for like the eyes and the eyebrows and the mouth and stuff like that but the rest of it he said they are motoring and it's just like a chain and they'll and they mm-hmm. just go one right after the other and crazy. How they do
0: it. yeah
2: he said they're they're so talented and so well you know disciplined, practiced, disciplined yeah. practice discipline of what they do he's like man they just go Jeez, like, so oh that red rain oh shit
3: Oh, Uh quick question there, uh, Gramps. Uh, the uh, articulation <laughs> on those oh, right uh, Mondo statues.
2: There is no articulation. Oh,
0: oh. well, uh, you know well uh, <laughs> How how tall is it? Because uh, I can't fit it under the baby's crib or the trunk. You know, I got. Uh, you know. Yeah, uh,
2: <laughs> I don't know if you talked about this yet, but what's but, the articulation uh, like on yeah. that thing there? Oh, I. Know. <laughs> It's probably about a good uh Harley because she's sitting down. She's probably about a ten or eleven inches tall. Uh damn. Red Rain Red Rain's a little taller because you know it's Batman. He's standing up. He's got super tall ears. Um and I mean his cape come he's probably about a good twelve to thirteen inches tall, but then his cape that comes forward is probably another, I don't know, I'd say about a good thirteen inches
0: wide. Even, Shit! Even Kelly Jones was like, "I gotta get this statue," <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude. And, and everybody was like, "Man, they should give you this statue." What the fuck? <laughs> no you know, but, doubt, man. But shout out to Frank Gavir because, like, if anyone's gonna follow Kelly Jones, it's definitely Frank Gavir because he's like, like one of the masters at comic book horror art. You could see it in like Afterlife with Archie. So for
1: hey, this is Greg Capullo, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio.
2: Jock, he's not—he's a super nice guy. I mean, he's so funny. He's like a little leprechaun, man. And uh, he's always smiling. He's always laughing. He's having fun, and uh, very gracious with his time.
0: He's one he, of the best in the business, too, man. That guy's. A... Yeah, he's
2: very—you know—he didn't have to give away five free prints. Actually, he gave away six because in his uh, in his panel, he hid a free ticket under a chair. So in this uh, amphitheater, and it wasn't a big theater. Um, You know, he's talking, and he says, you know, he's talking about the, the golden tickets that are in the book. He goes, but there's one in this room. Check under your seat. And I already knew where it was at because I got to go in. The press got to go in first. Oh, shit. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, do I be that guy? <laughs> and, and I watched I watched where he hides it, but I was like,
0: "Do I want to be that guy and just go steal it?" I know. I know some douchebag who would. That, I do too. Yeah, oh.
2: Smollet ass. <laughs> but, but you know, it was cool. And oh my god, the print that he gave out was a Dark Knight print.
0: Oh, now like, now you're like, yeah, I should have. Yeah, been that guy. <laughs> I was like, oh my oh. god. Dude, so that 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 panel with Chuck was that about his book or what was that about? It was about his book,
2: but it was a little bit about you know how he got started. Yeah. Um, and then it was a little bit kind of a question answer thing. You know, he he got started. He he was talking about how he got started with a friend of his at a real young age, and they would read comics and paint, and they would basically take what they saw in a comic book and deconstruct it to kind of learn how to make the images, the color palettes, um, you know, the scenes, the frames and stuff like that. And then they would take their work to, uh, they hitchhiked up to a comic con somewhere up North and they wanted to work for, um, a specific magazine that was, uh, what was it? 2000 AD. They wanted to work for, um, 2000 AD and, and stuff like that. And they were showing this guy is working. He was like, why are you showing this to me? You need to be talking to this guy to, <laughs> to get a job. And he said, by the end of the convention, that guy, whoever it was, the editor or whatever was tracking him down to look at his, his portfolio. And that's how he got his start, uh, drawing judge Dredd and stuff for 2000 AD. And then a little, uh, couple of years later, um, got approached to do a book for DC Vertigo called The Losers. It opened a lot of doors for him. Hmm. And um, yeah, not only did it open doors for him in comics, but it also opened doors for him getting into the movies because years later down the road, that was one of the first films he worked on as far as like set design and promotional posters and things like that. So, but he did say that his favorite character to draw is Batman because he's (laughs) just like, He's just, like, he's just like a big, massive, black, sharp image that is just really, he can do him real quick and you it's very hard to mess him up, you know?
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. He's the cape and everything, the cow.
2: Yeah, and and what's funny is, I, okay, he was talking about, you know, they had some images behind him and stuff like that and one of the covers for the Black Mirror, he did that, they started ramping up you know the production time between the books, and they needed it done quicker and faster. Not only was he doing like the interiors, but he was also having to do the cover too. And I forget which book it was. It may have been number eight eighty one because number eight eighty is the one with with the with the Joker face. Yeah, I think it's I think it's eight eighty one where it has Batman and he's like arm is punching to the right. He did that cover in forty five minutes. From concept to finished product, I just took a marker, kind of sketched it out, kind of knew the pose I wanted, took that, uh, made a a rough, uh, you know, pen outline of the drawing, scanned it in,
0: colored in Photoshop, done. Dan pro- probably got like seven hundred dollars for it too, <laughs> just to bang something <laughs> out like that. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, he can work. He can work Batman real quick. Um, well, they wanted him. Um, th- when uh, Snyder s- spoke about this once, when they were ramp- getting ready for Black Mirror, how he, he he literally like tracked Jock down. He had to go like all the way to the West Coast to track him down, <laughs> and like had a drink with him and like kind of like really tried to convince him to do this book and everything. And and Jock was like, "All right, I'm bored." And he, man, I have to give credit to whoever made that decision. I think it was Scott who alternated. Jock and Avia for Black Mirror, which is so fucking brilliant, because they those two flow together so well their work and uh, and funny enough both of them are like premier artists for Mondo now so I think that's really yeah. interesting as well. Oh man, Mondo needs to do a Jock statue. Oh yeah, I said it, motherfucker. Oh, oh shit. Oh. <laughs> sh- you 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 may see that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Can I get yeah. a coach?
2: Their their booths were right (laughs) across from each other, so I I took my black and white noir uh, black mirror and got signed by both of them. So yeah, it was cool. You know, later on I talked to uh, to Brock about what they've got coming out. Um, They've got some awesome stuff coming out for uh, for Mondo as far as like action figures. Oh Um, shit, six scale, dude, six scale. They're going all six scale. Oh shit. And I'm telling you what, boy, oh, I'm telling you what. <laughs> <laughs> those ma- if, if those masters of the universe are any idea, uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome because they're coming out with a six-scale Batman the Animated Series. I mean, it looks like it's fresh off the uh, cartoon. Oh, and here's what's interesting sheesh. is how they painted it. They didn't just paint it, uh, you know, how the, the smaller ones – the six inch ones that are coming out they painted it to have like some flare and glare like it literally came off of a cell you know yeah an animation cell
0: yeah it's a nice so i like that
2: yeah and they're gonna have multiple faces and multiple capes like a sweeping cape
0: oh lpc you ready to slam it boy
3: I'm f**king off, boy. <laughs> uh,
0: I went there.
2: They uh, they wouldn't let they wouldn't let me take photos in the uh, in the panel because I mean I had my camera ready and they were like, "and please put your cameras away." And yeah. I was like, "oh," because oh. I wanted to show these so bad. And <clears throat> and the next one is probably my all-time favorite, Mister Freeze. Oh, dude. Looks like he's strayed out of oh, Heart of oh, Ice,
0: oh. dude. <laughs> dude, so wow! You guys thought DC Collectibles was bad with all the shit they've been pumping out, huh? Now they're going six scale. <laughs> yeah, Boy.
2: and they're not gonna and they're not gonna stop. And they've also, you know, they're doing more turtles. Got, <laughs> they got Shredder coming out. They've That's got, crazy. Um, oh, with He-Man, they're doing Merman <laughs> and Man at Arms. Dude, they, they look learn. badass.
0: Well, that rules. <laughs> Tom Selleck.
2: Damn, boy. That's Better grand. send a bottle of Jack Daniels to the Bad Force accountant. Yeah. <laughs> <In> Over time. <laughs> that, that That shredder looks awesome. And they are high quality. I mean, you they want to really talk about are. paint yeah. application. These things, are, these things look so good. Yeah. That's one thing I really wanted to see at uh, New York Comic Con, but I don't think they had them anywhere there, was with the, uh, the one-sixth. Uh,
0: Animated Batman. So they, they feel like they're really starting to expand, huh? Like they're about to blow up and be a... Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, gonna... I mean, they lit- They literally started out as uh, a company that made movie posters. That's really all they started out as. And they because, made a lot of you,
0: money with it, too.
2: <clears throat> they made a lot of money, and then they started getting into little accessories and little, you know, collectibles here and there <laughs> and here and there. And then... Hmm now oh, now shit. they they see how the uh collectibles and action figure world how much how much you can do yeah, so
0: they got some big licenses too man they, between yeah. ninja turtles and animated series batman that's uh yeah air masses of the universe like some money boy
2: here i am talking with the great mark simpson aka jock this is grandpa batman recording at Mondocon in austin texas i'm here with the renowned artist Mark Simpson commonly known as jock so thank you so much for meeting with me welcome back to Texas you have a great relationship with Mondo uh, doing you know their posters prints exclusive works how did that relationship start and develop
3: yeah, I've been working with Mondo probably about five years now. Um, I met them... Well, initially I met them actually... A friend of mine, Ollie Moss, was, was uh, working on posters with them and he, he introduced us. Um, uh, they knew my work a little bit anyway because of uh, Batman the Black Mirror particularly. Uh, um, and, uh, yeah, we started talking about stuff to do together and uh, I gave them a list of horror movies that I loved and I ended up doing a couple of horror movies for them and then they gave me The Dark Knight Rises of course which um, was my first kind of big poster I guess at Comic Con and uh, yeah I've been working with them ever since they're, they're the best so it's uh, it's uh, really nice to be here like the third year in a row so yeah it's all good.
2: Yeah the characters and the style you like to draw is more that noir, dark, intimidating, gritty uh, imposing style of character you know you st- I guess you started in comic sense with Judge Dredd mm-hmm. and then you progressed with uh, going to Detective with mm-hmm. Scott Snyder and the Black Mirror and stuff like that. Is, and you mentioned the horror. Is that like... Uh, is that your lane that you like to stay in or
3: do you like to explore other areas and other characters? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, the style I draw is quite dark, you know. There is, mm-hmm. yeah, there is quite a lot of... Uh, yeah, you know a lot of black so I guess it is noirish. But, um but um, it's not really deliberate that's just that's just how I enjoy drawing you know I like to use a lot of shadow it makes design interesting um, so um, I've tried exploring other characters before you know some of them have gone better than others so you know I find uh, I find something like Batman is, is much more suited to my style you know so um, so I'm always really happy to be drawing him I know that we all love when when um you came on
2: in the main title of the Batman run, I believe it was issue forty-four, and did that one story.
3: Um, yeah. Did do you see yourself doing any more monthly comic work? Uh, I'm doing uh, issue of All Star Batman right now with, with Scott. Actually, uh, yeah. After JRJR finishes his his uh, his run, we're doing a one issue uh, story about Mister Freeze set in the Arctic. So um, so yes, as much is the is the short answer. That is my favorite. Gotham Rogue so
2: I couldn't be any ah, more pleased amazing. and it's funny because you know uh, it was probably about a year a year and half ago we you know we used social media to kind of voice our you know suggestions and stuff like that and Mr. Freeze was one of the top characters that we were begging for for a story so it's awesome to see Scott and you working on that couldn't be more excited oh thank you and I also understand you're working on um, upcoming Star Wars project
3: Uh, Yeah, I've just finished some work on on episode 8, yes. Anything you can tell us or is that...
2: No. No. Sorry. Wink once if that includes... No. No. (laughs) Okay. Gotcha.
3: Um, Well, (laughs) have you enjoyed the barbecue? I went to Smitty's down in uh, Lockhart yesterday. It was amazing. Uh, Yeah, I I love coming to Austin. Like I say, Mondo are based here. Um, uh, I love coming here. We've got uh, my book out this weekend, *The Art of Jock*. They've got done a special edition for the show, so uh, that's got a ton of my Batman stuff in it. You know, if listeners want to check that out, um, uh, yeah. So it's always, it's always good to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much, sir. All right. Cheers.
2: Now here I am sitting with uh, Brock Otterbacher, who is the creative director for Toys and Collectibles of Mondo. We're both sitting in the bar area drinking some exclusive Mondo beer that they served at the convention and talking about what Mondo has coming up next in the future. Grandpa Batman reporting back in at MondoCon 2016 and with me now is Brock Otterbacher. I'm creative director of toys
1: and collectibles for Mondo.
2: And he has got an exciting new line of collectibles coming out from DC Comics. Today I sat in on a panel that reviewed the art of toy making, which talked about the uh, you know the process that they go through for uh, the, the design, the artwork, sculpture, finished product, for a lot of the new line that they got coming out, including the beautiful, Red Rain statue
1: based on the art of Francisco Francavilla. Uh, Brock, could you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, uh, yeah no, it, it's, a, it's a thing I like doing, which is doing, um, you know, taking our 2D art from our posters and um, and turning it into statues. Uh, I, I love the challenge of taking something that's flat and figuring out what it would look like and from three dimension, you know, 360 degrees, you um, of of an art piece. Uh, So it's like, when you look at Batman, it's very, you know, the image is great. It's got a lot of depth to it, the original image. But, you know, I just looked at it and I'm like, oh, this is just gonna be an amazing statue. So, you know, with something like that, you know, we took, obviously, Batman as he is, but also brought in elements from the background, like skulls and gravestones and stuff, and incorporated that within the statue on the on the front of it, on the back of it, and just really try to you know kind of give you a 360-degree turn of what the poster could look like, you know, from a different uh, uh, I don't even say angle, not just angle, but also a different um, perspective. Right. Uh, and I mean that more esoterically than I do uh, uh, literally. That right. Makes sense. So. And then you also showed um,
2: this beautiful, amazing. Uh, Harlequin with a record player and that was from based on the art from was it Matt Taylor? Matt Taylor, yeah. Yes, Matt Taylor. Uh, could you tell us like uh, when the, you expect that to go on pre-order and be available and a little bit more information about that piece?
1: Yeah, I think that will go for pre-order in the next couple of months. I'm hoping before the end of the year. Um, so that means if we do that, it'll probably be shipping by summertime next year Um but, uh, but with that piece, I mean, that was a piece, I mean, uh, I was really, really excited to do uh, before we even had the license to do statues. I, I looked at that, and I'm like, that would make an amazing statue. Like, and it's... And what I love about it, it's not the normal, expected thing to do with Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's re- really credit to Matt and it's coming. Very up, innocent. It's very innocent, very cute, um, and it's really credit to Matt for coming up with such a great idea for a poster. It's just you know the idea of her like lounging and listening to records, and they're all Joker-based, right? But um, that was just something I, I was just like, oh, I want this in my life. Lo- I want that on my shelf. Like it's such a nice little like. Was it like it's sort of pinuppy without being overt like overt cheesecake. Right? Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, so, I love the fact that he said that his wife, who worked in fashion, had some influence on how he, you know, basically designed her features and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I think that was actually, I think she, I, if I remember correctly, she was actually commenting on her sculpture. <laughs> That's what she was commenting on, because the original version was a lot more, like, was more sexy uh, right. uh, in, in a more stereotypical comic. Guy way, right. so that's what something we were pushing was to do something that was you know more accessible to everybody and was like uh, more realistic in terms of her anatomy and not be ridiculous with you know right. stuff like looking like a like a costume is like spray painted on a girl or whatever. Yes. It's like that was that was her big thing, and so um, so that to me is just a great piece. It's just it's a it's like a nice it's a like classic pin up. And like you know the uh, the Vargas way, and um, like this old like '40s and '50s pinups, very but still very cute, innocent, and very Harley Quinn. It just feels like her. Like that's something she would do if that was if, if there was records of Joker on it, she'd be listening to it all day long, right? So,
2: and and now you're getting into the one six scale for action figures, and you teased me at the end. You gave me something a little bit more to chew on. That I had, I mean, I I, I had ten questions ready, but we didn't have time. You have. Can I, can I say what it is? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The new 1-6 scale Batman and Mr. Freeze. Uh, can you talk
1: more about those? Yeah. I mean, that was a thing where, you know, I saw what DC was doing with their figure line, which is great. Um, but I, I was like, well, I, I want to do that, but I want to actually, well, one, do them bigger, like 1-6 scale. Um, but I, I really looked at the articulation they did, and I wanted to think about the figures. Because I think what they do this is just me... Uh, I think, I'm just assuming, is that they, they do the sculptures of the figures and then they add the articulation after. I wanted to approach it with these characters like thinking about, like, okay, well, let's think about the articulation ahead of time so that we can incorporate it into the sculpture so that it's not as uh, in your face. I mean, you still see lines, but, you know, we, we've hidden some stuff. Like, he's got, like, underneath his pecs, he's got, like, a line of articulation there that, because we uh, added a highlight there, it kind of hides a little bit, so it's a little bit more subtle than you would...
2: You also did something cool with the painting where you made it look like an animated cell.
1: Yeah, you know, that that was something that I wanted to do from the beginning. Um, it's weird to me, and I guess this is based on your perception of Batman and his outfit in the animated series, because it's usually shown being black with blue highlights. Now, it's been interpreted as being all blue, like when you see it done in other styles, or black. And I see the action figures are always done with the black cowl cape. Okay. I didn't want to do that. I, I wanted to actually do it to where, like, how my brain perceived it, which was basically like, like blue. It was, it was a, a dark blue, but the light hitting it may give it that like light highlights, blue highlights. And uh, so what we did was we, we 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 painted in as if it was an animated cell, the actual shading on it and um, and the feedback we got like when people see it in person it's like great I know on Instagram I, I've got a couple guys that are like you know busting my balls about it but I'm like I'm sticking to it because when you see it in person it's awesome like I'm really really stoked and really proud because it's different like you haven't seen it done that way before so yeah, I mean if you know anything about the original animated series they did everything on black paper yeah yeah no exactly yeah no that was I remember watching on Entertainment Tonight, uh, a making of that when I was younger, and I was like, oh, I can't wait. And then that first episode that aired was the, um, the Man-Bat one, right? Yeah. That was the first one that aired. And I was just like, oh my God, it blew me away. And that's that to me is, is that's my definitive Batman, is that show. I mean, it's got the best Bat- Batmobile ever. Yeah. It's got the, just the best Batman. Um, it's got the best Joker ever. Like, it's just so much of it. Yeah, so that's, that's just like, I, I wanted to capture that as a, a figure. So, you know, with, and with Mr. Freeze, which while we showed a concept, I mean that sculpture is done. Uh, uh, it's not painted yet or anything like that, but it's done. And then we have we have a few more designs out there, so I want to make sure that they do first because I, I it's the thing about these these are going to be really expensive to make because it's not like He-Man or our turtles we get to reuse the bodies. It's like this is it. Like you know I can I can cheat a little bit with. If I get into some of the female characters, I can use a an arm here, or a, you know, a leg here, or a hip here. But like, right. it's it's because of the way they're designed; is so unique. So we have to kind of like, I want to put them out as almost like a prestige item, like so. Like they'll be, um, they'll be. I mean, I'm not going to say they're not going to be $400 or anything like that, but they're going to be, you know, pricier than our turtles for sure. Right. So, um, but I think when people see what what they come with, and like, you know, Batman, you know, I, you know, he comes with like a couple different capes. So, 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 cause, you know, so you get straight down one we have one that's like blowing in the wind um, we have different expressions that, you know his face pops out so you do different expressions you have different eyes a lot of accessories um, and a few other fun surprises in there that we'll save So,
2: and I gotta say I love that you're doing Mr. Freeze because he's like my favorite rogue so and especially um, you know the Heart of Ice episode on, on Batman the Anna series so I'm really looking forward to that and thankful that you guys are doing that I'm very excited about your future line coming out and all the new surprises that you have. The sculptures, Red Rain, and Harley Quinn are are so beautiful. So guys, be looking for those. Red Rain's on pre-order now. Look for Harley Quinn soon in the
0: future. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hey listeners, thanks so much for listening. Please rate and review us. Leave a review on iTunes so we could read it. Um, we got a few new ones, but the only one that we could visually see right now for some reason is a. Uh, The one that was left on October 21st by I Thought 13. And it says, I love the interviews and obviously the total geeking out on Batman. The only thing that bugs me is the sound quality. Sometimes one of the hosts sounds like he is calling from the basement. Well, um, I thought (laughs) 13. (laughs) I I thought 13. You're absolutely right. He actually is calling from the basement. That's the trunkler who's not on right now. But when he does log on. He's usually um, in the basement uh, at one of his jobs, too. <laughs> so, you know,
3: burying, burying the bodies. And. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you nailed it on the head, man. We'll, I'm gonna, we'll, you know, just for that, we're going to ship him to Romania for three weeks because of that, actually. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. And uh, he'll learn his lesson and come back. And we'll take care of that. So um, I'll just put that. Rich, can you put that order in right now? Just ship his ass to Romania for three weeks. See. Ah, <laughs> fuck it. Let's go bowling. <laughs> hey Gotham Dwellers, make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Bat Force Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs a new...